This is Docs Outside the Box, Episode 9. Welcome to Docs Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry, you're getting real life insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. Welcome back to another episode of Docs Outside the Box. I am your host, Dr. Nee Darko. And I know I, I got to apologize. It's been way too long since the last episode of Docs Outside the Box. I shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast to listen to. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes I got to live inside the box. And at my job, this is peak season for trauma surgeons. And we've just been really busy. And I have not been able to record as much as I would like to record. But I'm on hiatus. And I am back, energized, ready to give you the episodes that you want and that you need. So today I got a little treat for you. I've got the guy from the Vistaprint commercials. You know what I'm talking about. Not just any guy from the Vistaprint commercials. I'm talking about the doctor from the Vistaprint commercials, Dr. James Pinckney. And if you've been living under a rock or if you haven't been living under a rock, you know what these commercials are. If you've been living under a rock, like, look, you, you need to get out more. But Dr. James Pinckney, or Dr. James, as he likes to be called, he's formally trained in family medicine and is, is a major player in the area of concierge medicine. For those that don't know what concierge medicine is, it's, it's becoming more and more a popular alternative for patients and physicians alike. And the usual model is patients usually pay a monthly fee or a subscription in exchange. They get exclusive access to their primary care doc. And some of the other benefits that they get is, uh, besides getting exclusive uh, access to their primary care doc, they get same-day appointments where they don't have to wait, which is pretty cool. You get round-the-clock access to a physician, and there's no answering service here. Like When you make a phone call, you are actually talking directly to your physician. And depending on the sophistication of the practice, you may even get access to email or even telemedicine access. And ultimately, as a patient... You're going to get a doc who's not being rushed because he or she has way less patients than the normal, the typical physician who has the majority of his patients that come through via insurance. Now, for the patients who can afford it, this is, you know, this is a great alternative because it's, a, it's an alternative to the current and default fee-for-system or fee-for-service system that's offered by insurance plans. Now, on the other hand, for doctors... Um, Doctors who do the concierge model, this is some of the benefits that you can get. So most of the primary care physicians, whatever your specialty is, if you're a primary care physician, you probably have thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of patients. Whereas in concierge medicine, on average, you have maybe about 300 to 400 patients. Also, you get to practice without the quote unquote middleman, which we all know is the insurance company. And if you don't have to go through the insurance company, if you don't have to go through Medicare, then a lot of the regulations, whether they're good, whether they're bad, um, that doesn't come with them. Okay. The other thing also is you get to cut the overhead. So if you're not charging insurance or you don't have insurance bringing patients in, then technically you really don't need a coding person and you really don't need a collections staff. So that's going to really bring down your, your overhead um, significantly. 
So let's just bring it back to to Dr. James. Um, But basically for Dr. James to say that he is a well-rounded physician is definitely an understatement. So besides being a graduate of Baylor College of Medicine, um, he's a family medicine physician, obviously, but he's also the CEO and founder of Diamond Physicians. That's the um, the company that's his his practice that he was talking about on the Vistaprint commercials, but it started in Dallas, Texas, in 2012, and now has expanded to two other locations in the Dallas metro area. He also is a Fox News medical expert. He's also an actor, also, and I get to ask him about that. Um, if you check out his website, you're going to see a couple of the commercials that he's done, and and he's also even played in a documentary where he's played Vince Young. Um, uh, in a documentary. I don't know if you all remember Vince Young, but Vince Young played for the University of Texas and had a pretty successful stint in the NFL. And ultimately, which makes me the most jealousy, he owns a U.S. patent on a surgical gown, which is is pretty nice, actually. So overall, from this podcast, the things that I want you to learn, um, the first thing is you're going to learn how his interaction in the middle of the night with a patient while he was a general surgery resident, how that led to him having an epiphany. And ultimately, it set the foundation that put him on the path to concierge medicine. You're also going to learn the core principles of concierge medicine. And ultimately, you're going to learn why he's so passionate about concierge medicine. What's the, what is it about the current healthcare climate that's leading more docs to consider this? Also, um, one thing to consider is, look, Concierge medicine is not just for family medicine. So I get to ask him if this is this model replicable in other specialties and subspecialties like maybe OB, general surgery, what have you. And I think one thing that you all want to know is how does he handle being on call 24-7 to his patients? And and we get to learn a little bit of how he balances his family life. And last but not least, we get to find out that the concierge model that he has, it's actually, that's not the end all be all. He is actually looking to franchise this model where it could be taken to multiple states all over the entire country and replicate what he has. And we get to learn how the heck is he able to take a single concierge practice and make it into a franchise. So I hope you learn a lot from this episode. Pay attention. I promise you, this is not going to be the last time we're going to be hearing from Dr. James. So without further delay, I present Dr. James Pinckney. Welcome back to another episode of Docs Outside the Box. I have Dr. James Pinckney, who I've been fiending, anticipating trying to get on this show, and he is finally on the show. Um, Dr. James, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, I am good. Um, Before we get into the nitty gritty uh, of this conversation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Absolutely. You know, I am a board certified family medicine physician. Uh, an entrepreneur at heart, grew up here in Dallas, uh, where I started my practice, just called Diamond Physicians. I uh, went to Wake Forest for undergrads, and then uh, Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, then out to Cedar Sinai in LA for general surgery. I wanted to be a general surgeon. Mm, uh, you wanted to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I changed my mind. <laughs> smart man, smart man. <laughs> so, yeah, the rigors of uh, a general surgery residency, as you know, are. Uh, can be overbearing sometimes. And I, I, it just wasn't me. I love being in the operating suite, but uh, I also love uh, taking care of patients and, and wanted more interaction with my patients. And um, was taking care of a, a celebrity client at Cedars one night and they asked me to call their doctor. And uh, that was my first taste of concierge medicine. And I, I couldn't let that, that model go. 
And the membership medicine model was so intriguing to me, and I wanted to make it more affordable and make it available for everyone and not just the super elite. And that's what kind of sparked my journey to switch from general surgery to family medicine and, and start Diamond Physicians. So tell us a little bit about uh, Diamond. So is it Diamond Physicians or Diamond Luxury Healthcare? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, the brand is Diamond Luxury Healthcare, and we have uh, and plan to have several subsidiaries. And the first one is Diamond Physicians. So uh, membership model medicine can work for any specialty. So we're working on a cardiology model and a dermatology model and an OB-GYN model. So right now, it's just Diamond Physicians. Uh, but eventually, we will have all the specialties uh, under our uh, Diamond Luxury Healthcare banner. And uh, mm. started the company in 2012 um, and basically worked in the ER right out of residency to, to fund the operation. So we, we are self-funded. I didn't take any investment capital uh, because I knew the vision uh, was much larger than what we could do in, in three to five years. So we're 100% self-funded and uh, family-owned business, basic membership medicine, and essentially we charge a monthly membership fee. And our clients receive unlimited visits, no copay, 24-7 access to their doctor. They can call us, text, email us, uh, use various FaceTime, Skype, whatever they, whatever they like. Uh, and then we also throw in unlimited urgent care. So it's a remarkable model that we've developed. And, and we are the first uh, concierge slash membership medicine practice to franchise in the country. So we're making this system uh, of policies and procedures and operations that we've developed over the last four years available to other doctors so that they can either convert a practice to a membership medicine model or start an organic practice like uh, myself and my partner, Dr. Anthony Lissy did. So I, I saw, and I, I hear what you're talking about, concierge medicine. How does that fit under the umbrella of direct primary care? I think that's a, a fairly new term. Um, it, does concierge fall within that umbrella or is that something completely different? No, that's a great question. I actually just wrote an article uh, on my blog called uh, What is Membership Medicine? And I, I use the term membership medicine as the global catch-all. And then under me membership medicine uh, lies concierge medicine, direct medicine, which is what Diamond Physicians is, and then direct primary care. Uh, and it's just defined by the amount that the physician wants to charge the patient. So in concierge, typically you're going to charge $300 or more per month. Uh, there's doctors in Dallas that will charge twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year. Um, wow. and, and that's okay. great if, if you can find the clientele that can afford that, but, uh, we really want to scale this, scale this model nationwide. And that's when the direct primary care model goes, comes into play. Now our model at diamond, we charge anywhere from $45 a month to $300 a month. So we're right there in the middle between direct primary care and concierge and then DPC, uh, zero to hundred dollars per member per month is pretty much what a DPC doctor is going to charge. Okay. Now, the idea for concierge medicine, at least your idea from concierge medicine, came from your experience in residency. Um, did any of this you know, start from any frustrations, anything um, that you saw as a resident, anything that you saw as an ED or working in the ED um, after residency? Well, the whole system itself is, is fragmented. And I knew that when I, was a when I was a surgery resident, looking at the way insurance reimbursements were declining and looking at access to healthcare declining. Uh, at that time, insurance premiums weren't rising tremendously, uh, but there was talk about uh, the Affordable Care Act in 2009. So I kind of knew it was coming. And uh, I think that's one of the things about being a visionary is you're trying to see what future trends are. And I was right. And, and now, fast forward seven, eight years, 
insurance premiums have gone through the roof. We are now mandated to have uh, insurance, and I don't, I don't agree with that mandate. So I'm actually working with Chairman Sessions, Chairman Pete Sessions, and, and Senator Bill Cassidy on uh, what they're calling the, the world's greatest healthcare plan to kind of amend and revise the Affordable Care Act to make it more palatable. Access to healthcare is plummeting. Out-of-pocket costs are, are rising. And deductibles are higher than ever, but yet people can't afford what's underneath their deductible. So before even insurance even kicks in, you're going to be out of pocket five or six thousand dollars, and you know it's just it's not a, a a viable, sustainable model. You know, if we continue on this course, our country will go bankrupt. So those are the motivations and, and the reasons why I started Diamond Physicians was to lower healthcare costs, to improve the patient-physician relationship, and to give doctors a higher quality of life and practice medicine the way it should be. So I'm going to ask you about the uh, quality of life for you as the second part of my, my of this next question. The first part is, so are you looking at, or is your practice the way how it is as concierge medicine, is it an alternative to healthcare or to um, employer-based insurance, or is it working in synergy with that? Uh, it's an adjunct. So it works in synergy with insurance. So I, I, I definitely believe that we need to have insurance for catastrophic issues. I do not believe that it should be used for the routine maintenance of health. It should not be used for primary care. Those things should be paid for out of pocket. So I, I use the car insurance analogy. We should use our medical insurance just like we use our car insurance. When you are driving uh, your car and you need gas, you swipe a credit card. When you need tires, new windshield wipers, you pay cash. You get an accident that costs tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage or thousands of dollars worth of damage. That's when you file a claim and you pay a deductible. And that's why you're your car insurance premiums are affordable. That same principle should be utilized in medicine. If we did that, uh, the system would actually uh, be a lot more palatable. And I want to inject price transparency into the marketplace. Somewhere down the line, this third-party system has just gone out of control. And they have a complete monopoly. The, the huge insurance companies are now consolidating. And there's no competition. So insurance premiums are going up and up and up. Uh, and yet all these barriers to care are still there. So we want to eliminate the barriers to care, reinvigorate the patient-physician relationship, and show doctors how to practice medicine without uh, being dependent on third-party payers. So that's why the cost has gone up so high. Now, with the quality of life, I, I hear what you're saying about you know phys- or patients, they have access to you 24-7, right? That's right. Um, and uh, reducing costs for them. But tell me more about the physician standpoint, what they gain, what they stand to benefit. So for example, if a patient has access to you 24 hours, seven days a week, when do you find time for yourself? When do you get away from vacation? Are you able to have time for vacation? Or for example, if you get called in at four in the morning and do you still have a full clinic day then, you know, that same morning into the afternoon? Yeah, we get that question a lot. And, uh, and the reality is our quality of life is 10 times better than the traditional insurance model. When you are a traditional doctor, you're going to have three to 4,000 patients on your census. You're going to be seeing anywhere from 20 to 40 patients a day, eight-minute visits, then charting for several hours after work. Right. Uh, with us, you know, we cap our clients at 600. So we have 80% less patients and therefore 80% less problems. I'm also in touch with my patients constantly, so I'm very rarely surprised. Uh, and when it comes to middle-of-the-night calls, very rarely is something uh, urgent enough for me to come in but not emergent enough for them to go to the ER. Uh, the, the one example that I can give you is if uh, someone slips coming out of bed and hits their, their head on the dresser and they need you know, laceration repair, which has happened. 
Uh, but it's very rare. I mean, how often does that really happen when you have a select group of clients that you're taking care of, 600 people? Uh, so yeah, every once in a while, we have to work on someone um, after hours, but it's very rare. And typically, it's just a phone call. Like I, I get calls 9, 10 o'clock at night, but I can handle it in five minutes because we use technology and we leverage technology to take care of problems. Um, and the antithesis of, of uh, surgery, you know, you have to be there to operate. Uh, right. But in medicine, I'd say 85 to 90% of medicine is algorithm. So I don't necessarily have to put my hands on a patient to know what's going on. Uh, they can take pictures of what's going on. They can, they can, you know, FaceTime with me and I can look at, uh, their throat and their eyes. Um, you know, leveraging technology, and then I can make a diagnosis that I'm comfortable with and then see them in the morning, you know, stabilize, triage, and, and see them in the morning. So it's amazing what we'll be able to do with technology, and the quality of life is, is astronomically better. I'd rather get a call at 8 o'clock at night and uh, have dinner with my wife and, and have a five-minute phone call at 8 than stay at the office till 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night charting any day of the week. Mm. Yeah, I, I take that lifestyle too. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, medicine is a business, and our our model is more efficient. Our doctors uh, make, on average, about thirty percent more than a, uh, thirty to forty percent more than a typical family medicine doctor, and have better hours, and they have a better relationship with their patients. I call that a triple win. So, uh, membership medicine is a superior model, and I think all the listeners out there should seriously consider membership medicine if you are in primary care and, and specifically our diamond physicians model, I think is phenomenal. And let's talk about that. So what prompted you to say, okay, this is a great idea, not only for my practice, what I do, but I think this model would serve as a model for other physicians who are also primary care. But I also heard you mention OB also is a, um, there's a model for an OB. Yeah, we're working on the model for an OB. I know, I know a couple of concierge OBs in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. The hurdle that I'm running into is the facility fee for the delivery and then the the uh the neonate stay in the hospital um is the only hurdle i'm really working on to to overcome but you know i when i originally started this idea i knew that i wanted to scale my practice across the country and i knew i wanted to kind of transform healthcare delivery as we knew it so my my vision was grandiose in the beginning uh but i think that's okay i think we have to push the envelope in order to push society forward. Uh, so this was going to be a, a model that, that we built to scale from the get-go. You know, Before I ever put a dollar into Diamond Physicians, this was the blueprint. Now, who were your mentors during this process? Did you have people who were pushing you to continue down this pathway? Or like, how did you continue to keep you know, this goal in mind? Because it, there's not many practices, even to this day, there's still not that many direct primary care concierge practices out there. Yeah. How did you, how did you maintain that, that fervor? Well, I, what I did when I was, um, when I was still a resident, when I switched over to family medicine, I, uh, I actually joined the AAPP, the American Academy of Private Physicians, which is a great resource to mm. anyone looking at uh, concierge direct primary care models. And, Can you say that again? Uh, the American Academy of Private Physicians, AAPP.org. And uh, I joined the, the group and, and actually went to use my CME to go to different conferences and, and learn and, and uh, fellowship and, and talk with concierge doctors all over the country and pick their brains and try and figure out, okay, what uh, is someone doing in California and what is someone doing in Florida and how can I um, kind of adapt my version uh, in the best way possible? And I actually, believe it or not, I got a lot of negativity from, from these doctors and not- I can imagine. Not, I can imagine. Not in a- um, intentional way, just 
I, I guess they thought they were giving me the best advice possible. They were telling me that I, I should kind of practice for you know five to ten years and then cut down my practice to three thousand people uh, from three thousand to six hundred. And I just I didn't agree with that. Uh, I'm like, why do I have to practice traditional medicine and jump on the traditional insurance train when it's an antiquated model that that uh, doesn't make any sense to me? And and what we did, we had I had the the courage, I suppose, to believe in the fundamentals of membership medicine. And what we did wasn't exquisitely innovative. I mean, I guess the way we execute is very innovative, but the idea itself, the roots are in the, in the way we practice medicine in the 50s and 60s before the third party system took over, con- took over control. Uh, so we basically took medicine back to the way it used to be before insurance carriers ruled the roost. Now your current uh, partner, he's been, did you guys go to school together or did you guys do residency together? Yeah, we met uh, when I switched over to family medicine. So Dr. Anthony Lissy, a fantastic doctor. He's our medical director here at Diamond Physicians. Uh, met him first first day, intern year. Told him uh, what I wanted to do uh, at happy hour after our orientation. <laughs> and uh, they kind of just laughed at me, all, all five of my fellow interns. And I said, no, I'm serious. I want to transform healthcare in this country. And I'm going to start a membership medicine concierge style practice. And um I continued on that path for the, the next three years. And uh, each year, I told him, look, I'm serious about this. You want to do it. I know this is a huge leap of faith for you. He had a newborn at the time and one more on the way. And I said, I'm not going to let you down. If you join me, you know, we will do this. And uh, I didn't. We now have three locations in Dallas-Fort Worth, working on our fourth location and are recruiting Doctors in the DFW Metroplex currently, we've got some space. We, our practice is full. We're looking for new docs at our Dallas location and uh, ready and poised to scale this model across the country. We've got demand in Florida and uh, Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, California. So it's, it's exciting. Very exciting time. And, and this would be a franchise type model. Yes. So we are a franchise system, just like um, Jimmy John's or uh, McDonald's. And I, I feel like the franchise system is, is a way for uh, not only physicians, but non-physicians to invest in our, in our model. And, and we actually sparked a lot of innovation with the way we set up our structure. So we're the first medical practice that allows non-physicians to own the practice. So we have a lot of investment uh, individuals reaching out to us because obviously people are always going to be sick and primary care is, is something that will always be needed. And it is the, the crux of our medical system. You know, the, the family medicine doctor is the gatekeeper. You know, we make the referral for the referral to you, to the surgeons, uh, the referral to the ENT specialists, to the dermatologist. Right. So investors see that and, and they love it. So it, this model is for doctors who want to convert their practices, who have been practicing and are just tired of being on that uh, insurance wheel. This is for residents and, and brand new doctors entering primary care that uh, want to generate more revenue for, their, for themselves and for their families, spend more time with their families, and have a better relationship with their patients. And then, of course, it's for people that are just savvy investors. And, I mean, you sound like you're amazing at convincing people. You've got, you got your, your once uh, co-intern and now your, your co-worker or your colleague to work with you. And I just want to ask you, what's your advice for pre-meds, for med students, for even young docs who want to do something similar, 
may have or may be suffering from failure to launch, but who are thinking about doing something similar to what you're doing, but they don't have any mentors. They don't have anybody else who they can see who's doing what you're doing. What's your advice to them? Well, you could do anything you put your mind to. Don't, don't let anyone tell you no, or it's impossible because uh, I, I just don't believe that. So, but make sure you have a plan. I'm not saying wing it. And, 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 you know, Dr. James said I could do it. Well, yeah. And I encourage you to be innovative and push the envelope, but also you have to have a plan. And I haven't done anything in my life without a very detailed, intricate plan that I then ran by uh, the people that mean the most to me in my life. So uh, for me, from a business perspective, uh, it's definitely my father. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have a a tremendously successful, intelligent, caring father who has 30 years of experience working for major Fortune uh, 100 companies. uh, And he's been my guide all the way through. And if you don't have someone like that, you definitely need to find someone that you can bounce ideas off of and who will give you an honest opinion. That's excellent advice. Now, what's next for you in the next five years? What is something that you can, well, what, what would you expect the audience to see from you over the next five years, actually? Well, we, got, we have four locations in Dallas. And in the next five years, uh, you know, I hope to have a thousand locations. I know that's an ambitious goal, uh, but why not? You know, we've got a superior model. We have a system that's fragmented and broken, uh, and, and we believe Diamond Physicians is the solution to the largest healthcare crisis that has ever existed. So I believe, you know, if MDVIP can, can grow from zero to 9,000 docs in five years, I think we can grow to 1,000 in five years, maybe more. Now, we got some uh, quick, fast questions as we get towards the end of, the, of our conversation. So the first question I want to ask you is, what's one thing you want physicians to get from this podcast? I want, I want physicians to look at membership medicine as a, as a viable model uh, and a viable alternative to traditional insurance model. And whether or not you choose to join the Diamond team or not, um, look at it. Go to aapp.org, go to diamondphysicians.com and, and, and check out membership medicine. It's a phenomenal system higher quality of life and a, and a better relationship with your patients. So in that same vein, what do you find more rewarding? Um, the model in which you're taking care of patients right now, like you're the physician to patient um, interaction or creating this franchise model, which is helping to liberate physicians and have the lifestyle that they want. It's almost like two dichotomies, but which one do you find most rewarding? Yeah, I love them both. Uh, and I, it's going to be hard. At some <laughs> point, I'm going to have to let one of them go or scale one of them back. Um, but I, I love my patients. I love taking care of my clients. You know, it's why I got into medicine in the first place, but I also love business. There's something about creating something new and driving innovation and helping other people uh, do what you do. That is just reinvigorating. Uh, so I, I love them both. Well, this next question, I think you already answered this already, but um, the question is who's someone that you admire? Oh, definitely my father. Uh, we share the same name. Uh, we sound the same on the phone. Uh, and he's just uh, an incredible person, incredible human being. And uh, I guess it is Father's Day next weekend. So uh, this weekend. So uh, definitely by far, my father, James S. Pinkney, the first. Uh, <laughs> I'm just blessed. Yeah, I'm just blessed to have such an amazing person in my life. Love it. Love it. Well, then the next the, or actually the last question I'm going to ask is it's Actually, not a question, but I want you to finish a statement. Um, I've been asking my guests um, to finish this statement, which is a hashtag. 
the hashtag is I'm not just a doc. And it's meant to um, express what you are besides just a doctor, what other passions you have. Some people have answered world traveler. Some people have said doctorpreneur. Some people have said, you know, what have you. So I'm going to present to you the hashtag. I'm not just a doc. I'm a. I don't want to sound too, con- uh, too conceited, but I really feel like you have to have a vision to be successful. So I'm going to say I'm a visionary. Excellent answer. Excellent answer. Well, Dr. James, I really do appreciate the time uh, you've given us for Docs Outside the Box. I know you have a really tight schedule, but thank you so much for being on the show. It is much appreciated. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do over the next five years. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Take care. And that's a wrap. So this one was a pretty short interview. And the reason why is Dr. James has a pretty tight schedule. He's a very busy man. And um, we had a very short 30-minute window to fit this interview in. So Dr. James, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate that. For those who are listening, if you paid attention, you know that we didn't get a chance or I didn't get a chance to acknowledge Dr. James. So if you're listening, Dr. James, I want to take a moment to quickly acknowledge you. There's a quote on the website that says, quote, innovation comes with resistance and many unforeseen challenges, end quote. I want to acknowledge Dr. James for following his heart going against the grain, and finding an arena where not only he can provide amazing personalized care for his patients, but also to be a beacon of light for doctors who are looking to break you know, out of the confines of our current fee-for-service system. So Dr. James, thank you very much for a great interview. Thank you for your time. And before I end the show, don't forget to hit me up on Twitter at DocsOTB. Also, Docs Outside the Box has a Facebook page. Hit me up there also. And if you have any other feedback or any other criticisms that's long and you want it to be sent in a private manner, you can always send to my email, docsotb at gmail.com. One last thing, since I started the podcast, you all have been amazing with the feedback that I'm getting. Um, I'm very appreciative of that. And like I said before, it helps the show to grow. So real quick, I just want to read my most recent iTunes review, and it's from Dr. Renee. And I think if it's the same Dr. Renee I'm thinking about, it's Dr. Renee from the Ask Dr. Renee show that you will find on YouTube. It is an amazing show. She interviews very dynamic superstars, basically, on the show. Um, But you can find her on YouTube. She also has a website on askdrrenee.info. That's A-S-K-D-R-R-E-N-E-E dot I-N-F-O. And she will be a future guest. So stay tuned. But let's read the review from her. The review says, Dr. Darko is a great interviewer. And he finds amazing guests that share their journeys to medicine and beyond. And I got five stars from her. So Dr. Renee, thank you so much. It's really appreciative. Thank you very much. I also want to give a quick shout out to some of the personal finance physician bloggers out there who've been very helpful to me. The first one I want to highlight is Physician on Fire. You can find them at physicianonfire.com who talks about all things related to financial independence for physicians. I found his website to be amazing. I've learned a lot from it. So make sure you go and check out his site. The second um, blogger who's been very helpful has also been Passive Income MD. You can find him at PassiveIncomeMD.com. And he blogs about his journey to attain multiple streams of financial income. And one thing that's pretty interesting about both of them is they're both anesthesiologists. So I wonder if something is in common with anesthesiologists and personal finance. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, look, we got to end the show. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. But before I end, remember to always live outside the box. 